the scripture because I told the pastor my, my goal is to be brief and to the point. In Ecclesiastes, in the third chapter, Ecclesiastes in the third chapter, We want to look at verse 1 to Pastor Minor, God bless you, my brothers in the ministry, God bless you all, deacons, trustees, members, and friends, God bless you all, and believe me, I'm glad to be here. Verse 1, it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. We want to stop right there. We want to title this, what time is it? What time is it? The book of Ecclesiastes or the preacher, many uh, would give uh, Notice that it was a King Solomon that was a writer, but some debate that. Say, well, maybe it was a someone else, or maybe it was a combination of writers. But we see here in the first chapter, in verse 1, it talks about uh, the words of the preacher, the son of David, King David, in Jerusalem. And there's other pastoral verses that uh, kind of signifies that it was Solomon, or either he wrote most of it. And Solomon basically was towards the end of his life, the man in whom uh, God had blessed with wisdom and knowledge and understanding after being called the king uh, after his uh, father David. Solomon had, was, was asked a question by God, what is it that you want from me? And Solomon told the Lord, Lord, just give me uh, understanding on how to lead your people. And the Lord did that, but the Lord also did something else for Solomon. He gave him a, a lot more than just wisdom and understanding and leading, but he gave him riches and honor and, and even glory. And people from all around that part of the world came to him to, to hear of his wisdom and understanding because he was just like that. But one thing about Solomon, he didn't even follow his own advice. Solomon has some good knowledge and wisdom and understanding about life. And if you've ever been around a person or a loved one that has either come to the end of their life or gotten older in life, uh, you kind of want to pay attention to what they're saying. You want to listen closely because they got something to say. Solomon was one of those people. He tells us in, in this book here and even in Proverbs too that he did not withhold nothing that his eyes didn't desire or want. He went after it. He tried it. He tasted it. He tested it. And for those graduates that were honored today and, and those that are still in school, he goes on to talk about young people. You know, you can enjoy life and everything, but don't forget about God. Don't forget about who made you. 
because one thing about Solomon, he went on to talk about the futility of life or how vain it is. We can go out chasing things in this life, the world, and, and that was part of what I was doing. I, I was young when I got married and I had children, I had responsibilities, and I wanted to work and make as much money as I could. One time I worked too much overtime and I said, I'll never do that again. Because you pay for that in taxes and in rest and health too. But what happens is, is that Solomon tells us and teaches us that it's a time for everything in life. He went on to kind of sum it up in a sense like, uh, you know, enjoy yourself in, in your labor and the things that you, which you work for. Eat, drink, and basically be merry. But there's more to life than just that. See, because Solomon was looking at life uh, sometimes through the, through the eyes of the world, uh, worldly wisdom. You know, because what happens is, is that sometimes we get our priorities mixed up. We think that this is all it's all about. But really, this is temporary. I heard the pastor talk about how, you know, we got to understand we're not going to be here forever. And you know, the more, I, the, the older I get, and the more we get old, we ought to understand that it's more to life than just this. See, because what happens is, is that if that resurrection had not happened, all our faith would be in vain. This is what we hang our hats on right now. See, we believe what the Bible tells us, that Jesus, the Son of God, that one day he died on Calvary's cross. And he told his disciples this, but they had a problem believing or understanding this at that time. But one day he said, when I die, I'm going to be buried, but I'm going to get up out of that grave. And he did. And because he lives, we're going to live too. He said, behold, I come back for my church. He said, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. One day he's coming back. And this is what basically we call the rapture. Some may even be here. He said, we'll be caught up and changed. You know, but those of us that, that make it to that point of death where we lay down and give up that ghost, we basically fall asleep. But it's going to happen. And one of the things I remember Reverend Twyman saying is, you don't have to believe in hell to go there. Amen. See, because there's a lot of people saying, there is no hell, that's okay. You keep living. But for those of us that know the Lord, we ought to live like we know that there is a hell and a heaven. Because there is something better coming. There is. You can believe that because God's word tells us. You know, uh, there's a lot of things out here uh, in the world, people teaching a lot of doctrines that's, that's not biblical. I was telling Brother uh, Reverend Bannister this morning uh, after this, and I basically tell all the teachers of Sunday school, Macedonia's been blessed with some blessed teachers. They've been, we've been blessed here. And I just enjoy sitting and listening. I don't comment. Today was the first day I kind of made a comment or something down there. And, but basically, I just listen because I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. And I think about the churches that the Lord has led me to in Flint and in Arkansas. Sound teaching. And it's because of the foundation I got right here in Sunday school and Bible class and prayer meeting. 
I was able to go from one church to another church and, and recognize error, but I wasn't around that because I was blessed in what I learned right here. So what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of things that are out there that people are teaching that if you don't know, you know, you're subject to be led astray. Some people have fallen away. Some uh, desire, well, I don't have to be here. But the Lord say, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. You know, I was a member of Bedside Baptist for a little while myself during the pandemic. I can say I had excuses because of my parents. I didn't want to bring nothing home to them or whatever. But my mom kept telling me, Wayne, you need to go back to church. And I knew that, you know. But I just want to, I guess, sometimes use them as an excuse or whatever. But I tell you, it, I am so glad to be back in the building. Yeah. Ain't nothing like it. You say, well, what does all this have to do about what time is it? I'm getting to that. Because the text here, if we look at verse 2, it says there's a time for everything. If you look on down, it's a time to be born, a time to die, to plant, harvest, and, and so on and so forth. It's a time for everything. And there's a season for everything uh, under heaven. And I got to thinking about that. I say, Lord, you know, I'm wondering, because as a matter of fact, this was... I, I had to do a eulogy for one of my cousins, and this really was the passage that the Lord put on my heart to share with him. But when I got there, it was something different. It was talking about grieving with hope. How you grieve with having hope and not like the world. But this is for us today. What time is it? And I went on to, to talk to the Lord and ask him, you know, about this. As a matter of fact, for those that... that that's, that have to come into uh, this pulpit, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. People think it's easy, even teaching. It's not easy. But what I'm learning is how to trust God, how to lean on him and depend on him to do what he has to do because this, this ain't about me. You know, the Lord is just using me as a tool. He can use anybody. He can use a child to teach a grown person something. That's why we should never look down on nobody because you never know who God is using to speak through. The young brother that was in Sunday school this morning, I, I asked him his name and I'm trying to learn how to continue to remember those names. This young man, he, he shared some stuff with us, was something, a comment this morning about how when people get saved, sometimes we, we get a little prideful. Sometimes after we learn a, a couple verses and everything, we, we think we, you know, a little bit better than those folks that don't know a verse. And, and, it, and it slips up on us, and I'm guilty of it at times, you know, where, you know, when you've been, been around the Lord or been with him for some time, you, you kind of forget that everybody's not where you are. And we have to learn that. And, this is it. and the brother said that this is what happens with young people his age. I'm going to just guess his age, somewhere in the 20s. He said, that's why so many of them don't come to church. Because church folks think they better than us. They think they, you know, they got it going on and we don't. And we have to watch ourselves. Because we can come, become prideful and don't even know it. What does got to do with what time is it? 
Let's turn to uh, Matthew in the ninth chapter. I'm going to say this is what the Lord shared with me. What time is it? Ninth chapter of Matthew. Verse 35, let's start there. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in, the, in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Excuse me. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they uh, fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he uh, will send forth the laborers into his harvest. What time is it? It's harvest time. One of the things that I, I notice about Macedonia, I, I come in and, and there's some people I know so, and, and there's some I don't know. But you know some, God say we all in the same body. Say we one body. And all the experiences, wherever we come from, we come together here to do one thing, and that's to glorify the Lord. Learning to love one another and work together and get God's business and his work done. Wherever we come from, that's why a pastor was talking about, I don't care what you've gone through, you still have worth and value. God can use you. Even the bad stuff that we've gone through in our life, God can get some glory out of that. Because you never know what other folks have gone through until you get to know them. When you work with them outside of these four walls sometimes, you know, because we just don't know just who we, who we are in the Lord until we just, just surrender and just give up. And in and, and, and 09, I believe it was, when I just threw my hands up and said, Lord, have your way. And... Uh, Yes, he is. I said I wasn't going to do this. I said I wasn't going to cry. But I'm more like my daddy than my mama. My mom, she don't cry too much for anything, but my daddy will drop a tear in a minute. I'm a, I'm a little emotional at times, but I'm just thankful and, and I'm humbled by what God has done in this life. And I see, and I see what he's doing here. And, and I'm gonna tell you, when I come here, when I when I eventually joined, my wife was out of town. When I came by myself, I was on my way over to Pastor May Church. I was running late, and I don't usually run late for church when I'm by myself now. Help me, Jesus. But I was. 
I was running late that morning. I said, well, let me run over to Macedonia because uh, I know they started at 11 o'clock. So I came over here, and I got to say, uh, Joy got up and sang a song. I, I, I just started crying. I just started weeping. Pastor got up, preached a sermon. That didn't help none. That, that, that just, I, I, I start, I, I don't know, I almost laid out on the floor. But I knew right then, the Lord was letting me know, this is where I want you, right here. I had to wait till my wife got back in town and I shared with her and uh, she was in total agreement. You know, we just waited till we came and uh, so we, we come here, but I realized that, that, you know, I didn't come with my hand out, but I come to give. And that's the work because that's what I do, you know. Uh, the gift of helps is my biggest gift. And we don't have to talk about what other gifts we have, but this is what I, I, I don't have to, you don't have to call my name. Uh, you don't have to uh, put me on the program and nothing. Just, just let me know what's needed and then when we can, when we can do it, we're going to do it. You know, so what happens is, is that God has been so good to us that all he asks us to do is what he's called us to do. I believe that great commission in, in Matthew uh, 28, you know, that he tells us to go, go out and make, basically make disciples of people. Teach them what you've been taught. And all of us can do this. All of us have an opportunity to be part of ministry, to do what God has called us. Some don't even, may not have a clue as, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? But you get in his faith because it's all about a relationship with him. You know, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody, but you, you talk to the Lord about it. If you know him, you have a relationship with him, but you have to build upon that. You have to let him know, Lord, I love you. Because you first loved me, Father. And what do you want me to do, Lord? Use me, Lord. You just don't know. And matter of fact, I've heard people talk about being bored or something like that in church. That's because you haven't been doing nothing. Yeah. On, Serving the Lord is not boring. Believe it, I'm telling you from experience. There is so much to do. And we, when, when I was down south, we did a lot of ministry with a lot of senior citizens. We would go visit and have church or whatever. But we encouraged them, life is not over with yet. One of the biggest ministries they can, we tell them you can be a part of, and that's prayer. Pray for us young folks that's out here running and doing what we need to do for the Lord. That's one of the biggest ministries. If you just can't get out, just, but don't give up because help is on the way. I'm going to close this book up. I need to sit down here because I, I, I said I don't say a whole lot, but don't get me started. God has been so good to all of us. And I just think about how good he's been to me. My brother here like to tow up something up here. And I like to join them. And I, I, you know, I try to sit on my hands sometimes because I want to jump and I want to shout because of what, how good I, I know him to be. And you know something? I look forward to seeing him one day. 
I look forward to seeing them. Now, I'm not going to run into a bus or something like that or jump out there and, and do something crazy. But I want to live a life that people can see. This brother, he must have been with the Lord. He must know him because he don't do the same things we do. He don't talk the same way. He don't walk the same way. But it's because I love him. And I know he loves me just like he loves you. And he's been good to you. If you just sit back sometime and get by yourself and just think about it. How did we get this far? And it wasn't because we've been so good. None of us have been good. He said that when we were still yet in our sins, he died for us. He paid that price. And sometimes I wonder, Lord, how could you love us like that? He said, because I created you. I know what you're about. And all I want to do is draw you back to me because I got something for you to do. If you just let me use you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One day, he went to Calvary. One day, he died on that cross. And three days later, he got up out of that grave that they put him in. But he said, I'm coming back. And I look forward to that return. What time is it? It's harvest time. Let's get busy for God's glory. Amen.